fighting against the woke establishment, rhino Republicans, and anyone else that stands in his way. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio. Hello and welcome. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on the Red Future Radio Network. It's so good to be here today. My goodness, is it another hot one? Jeez. It's like you can go out there and you feel a warm blanket just wrap over you. So obviously there's a lot going on in today's world, all the craziness, so much to talk about. But we have about five serious things that I've kind of came up with today to talk about, and I believe it's good to talk about these things because they involve a broad scope of what we're, you know, going through today. So let me name a few. America is now the only country in the world to author for authorize COVID jabs for infants. There's a new one. If you haven't heard about it yet. We're going to be talking about resident Biden falling off his bicycle. The summary between my interview and with Roy Kloppenstein, state representative candidate in the 82nd district for Ohio, also Paulding County commissioner. Ben Stiller, the actor, Hollywood elite meets with Zelensky in Ukraine. And then one of my favorites, we got some really cool clips to play you guys at the end of the show. So please wait to the end. Uh, Alex Stein confronting Ted Cruz and Dan Crenshaw. If you have not seen these clips, you're not going to want to miss the show today. So please listen all the way through. All righty, here we go. So as of Friday, America is the only country in the universe to partake in an experimental MRA jab for infants. Are you kidding me? It almost seems like we knew this was we knew this was coming. So I believe I brought this up on episode two or three, I believe, and we talked about the COVID jabs. It's Dr. Fauci, right? Dr. Fauci, he's 81 years old. He's boosted four times, yet he's still getting COVID. Obviously, these COVID jabs don't work. That's me. Somebody saying this. That's not a medical professional. That just has his high school diploma. Some people would call a nobody. I know that they're not working. That's why I have not received mine. But yet, we want to give them to the most vulnerable in our society. So I just kind of thought about this now, and it makes sense. It seems like they want to exterminate these children because abortion's going to be overturned and they're not going to be able to do it that way. Pretty sick stuff if you think about it like that, but some things need said. Why are they giving this jab to infants? The approval was made through the halls of the federal bureaucracy. bureaucracy imagine that. Regardless of any study showing a positive benefit for the injections, of young children with the mRNA shots, which even in adults do effectively nothing to prevent the China virus infection. So here we are giving multiple, multiple shots to people over the age of 18, I believe over the age of five now, and they're doing effectively effectively nothing to prevent the spread of uh, China virus or prevent you from getting the China virus. So why it just doesn't make any sense other than when you go to the new world order, 
agenda. Then it makes sense, obviously, to vax every, vaccinate everybody in the world, to get everybody their identification cards, and to control. It makes absolutely sense if you're thinking about it this way. FDA advisors voted 21 to zero to authorize Moderna's vaccine for children six months old to five years. This happened, I believe, earlier. Germany, France, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, and Finland all suspended the Moderna for people under the age of 30 due to safety concerns. I'm going to repeat that, but I'm going to repeat it fastly. Germany, France, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, and Finland all suspended the Moderna vaccine jab, whatever you want to call it, for people the under the age of 30 for safety concerns. That's troubling. Their country suspended the jab because they were worried about them dying, yet our country is giving them to infants. People just being brought into this world are most precious. The future. And they want to give them mRNA jabs. It's mind-bottling. But yet, these countries that I just named have suspended it. But in the U.S., we're giving it to infants. I know I've been talking about Governor Ron DeSantis uh, uh, recently, especially on the past few episodes. If you have not watched them, please go ahead and watch them. But we've talked about what Ron DeSantis is worth. We've talked about what he's done against globalism. And we also talked about what he's done with the jab and what he's done to fight out against the jab and people getting mandated and just take it, period. Well, there's also something that, if you don't know about this, it'll make you smile. It'll make you smile very well, or very high, or very cheek-to-cheek, however you want to call it. It'll be make you feel very proud of your governor if you are in the state of Florida. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is the only governor in the United States of America that didn't buy or pre-order the jabs for the infants in his state. There's 50 states in the country. Ron DeSantis was the lone warrior and stood by himself and did not order these jabs for his infants. Thank you, Ron DeSantis. Thank you. Give that man a huge applause because he deserves it. Why can't Mike DeWine say, hey, let's wait? Uh, let's maybe figure something out with this COVID stuff. Maybe we took the total wrong approach with Operation Warp Speed and trying to force vaccinations on everyone before the 2020 election so we could have a turnout. That's how I saw it. It seemed like an administration wanted a vaccine to get put out very, very, very fast so this whole COVID nonsense would just go away. But people looking at it at the bigger picture, this vaccine was not just to get rid of a virus. It was to start their agenda. And I know their agenda has been started for very a long, long time, but maybe just a different phase. Maybe phase four, phase three. I don't know. I'm not in their war room. But I absolutely know that these people have an agenda. And the agenda is globalism. So this just seems like another step with their agenda. 
I'll just say it again real quick. I advise you not to get the COVID jab, the experimental mRNA jab, especially do not vaccinate your infants. But I'd also like to mention this is absolutely your decision to make the decision whether you want the jab or not. The government, the business, nobody should be telling you whether you have to have it or you don't. Solely your decision. I hope you make that decision wisely. But it's also my right to advise you not to get not to get it. Now we're going to be talking about the fake Biden administration and his stunt just a few days ago. Falling off a bike. Now, in the interview, we brought this up. If you haven't listened to the interview, please listen to it. Episode four. We talked about Biden falling off his bike. Now, obviously, we don't like to see old people get hurt. If you like to see old people get hurt, you might have a mental problem and something is probably broken inside you. Old people are fragile. Old people have always been sweet. And old people are very, very nice in general. When Biden fell down, he fell hard. It literally looked like he almost just passed out, fell over to his size. Now, if you look at the clip... Obviously, the clip plays, and it seems like he just missed his foot. He didn't pick his foot up high enough, and he, you know, he thought it was going to go down, and it just never went down. And as he was leaning on that side, whew, there he went over. So let's talk about how the fake administration really is. We know this guy didn't get 80 million votes. Whether it's walking up the ladder on Air Force One, riding a bike... Who knows what's next? We can only, only imagine what's going to happen to our president next. So he walks out of a church and he asks, reporters are screaming over there, Mr. Biden, did you get hurt from your fall? Mr. Biden, did you get hurt from your backfall? He looks at them and starts hopping in place like a, like a rabbit or something. Supposed to be, it's supposed to be signaling to us that, yeah, I'm okay. I can jump into place. I can hop into, I can hop in place. It's almost absurd, right? Like, something's wrong with this guy. He did not get 80 million votes. But the most bizarre thing about him, other than him just falling over like a tree, because that was bizarre, but the other bizarre thing is, is that when the, when the resident gets up after he fell over, the first thing he does is he goes to a little child. Starts talking to a little child. He just, this Uncle Sleepy Joe can just not get enough. If there's a child around the president, the fake president of the United States, please watch out. But it just, he's like talking, joking with the kid. And then reporters are asking him questions. Let's say Ukraine, legislation. He's not giving them an answer. I believe they also asked him, asked him questions on tariffs with China. Whether he's going to lift the tariffs or not. He could not give them an answer. And I understand strategic play and, you know, you can't let China know what you're going to do. But the way he answers it is like, wow. You are absolutely illegitimate and you did not get 80 million votes. We're not going to waste too much time on that crackpot 
Uh, President Joe Biden, resident Joe Biden is an absolute fraud. I absolutely can't wait till we replace him with a much more conservative, non-globalist leader. So the third thing we're going to be talking about is uh, my interview with Roy Klopfenstein. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I'm going to tell you people listening here, obviously, as much as you know, that was my first interview ever, uh, ever performed. Um, it was very nice to have someone as calm and as uh, uh, talkative and uh, experienced as Roy to be on the show. And I think we covered a lot of stuff. HB two forty eight, for instance. There's not a lot of representatives that I know of, other than Angie King, down in the eighty fourth district. That are uh, and uh, Amy Morrow, sorry Amy, down in the eighty fourth district that are supporting HB 248. HB 248, House Bill 248, is probably the most controversial bill in our Ohio political field right now that, that's needed. House Bill 218 didn't do enough and they didn't do anything. Usually stuff that gets passed that fast in, in Columbus is watered-down nonsense that got passed for political reasons. It's, it's absurd that you have someone on health committee, as we were talking, that gets kicked off for, H, for, for this bill. I mean, she literally was on health committee. She, it's her bill, and they kick her off because they don't want this bill passed. Going back to Roy, it's good that he's talking about this because what this does is it sends the leaders of the legislator a message. These are what these candidates are talking about. A lot of these candidates that plan on winning and going to Columbus, now I'm not saying Roy has definitely won it because he's got a very good uh, comp competitor, Ted Penner, that we're going to be interviewing Thursday, so stay tuned for the time and date on that. But at least he's talking about it. And most likely, now not all the time, but most likely if your Republican competitor or opponent is talking about this, then most likely they're going to be trying to do the same thing in Columbus because the 82nd district's pretty, pretty uh, simple. A lot of us agree with on the same things. Medical freedom was, was one of the biggest, uh, I want to say, policy things that happened in our community that rounded up a lot of people and to get them politically active. Medical freedom was absolutely one of those. And we wanted HB 248 to get passed. We would protest Craig Riedel's campaign events. It was actually Frank LaRose's campaign event. We were, we were double protesting on that day. We were protesting for Frank LaRose and auditing the vote in 2020. And we were also protesting Craig Riedel in passing HB 248, House Bill. So... If he would have got passed, Craig Riedel may be our next congressman in the 9th district, but he decided not to. It's a huge issue in the 82nd district, and I'm glad to see Roy understand that and take advantage of it and do what the people want to do. The people want House Bill 248. I hope that Roy is able to give it to him. Obviously, you heard that he had an endorsement from Rodney Creech. I believe endorsements are stupid and dumb. I don't agree with them, especially primary endorsements. 
The party endorsements are much different. Obviously, party endorsements are worse than just an individual endorsing somebody. I mean, individuals have their right to endorse people. I mean, that endorsement is different. I will make my stance clear on that. But party endorsements, primary endorsements, I'm totally against and would never uh, advocate for. So obviously, back to where we were at, Rodney Creech, uh, a big supporter of HB 248, one of the ones that signed the discharge petition later, uh, wasn't one of the first ones that signed it, but he did end up signing the petition, the discharge petition, and he seems like a supporter of it. So you have him endorsing Roy, and you obviously have him down there in the state house already. You have Rip Gross down there. You have multiple, not a, not a lot, but you have a few other candidates uh, or incumbents that are down there fighting for medical freedom. Some are being turned out, but some are still fighting. So let's just hope that we get enough people down there to support HB 248 and get it passed or at least to the vote or to that to the floor to for a vote. But HB 248, uh, he talked about the nuclear nuclear family and getting our families back on track. That's important. We need to get our families back on track. We need to get morals in the households. Very important. Obviously, Roy was a farmer. Roy was a, is, is a county commissioner now, and he's done a lot in public service. So he's got that experience. He knows a lot of people, and that's a good thing to do because if you know, or a good thing to have. If you know people in politics, not only are you able to get their vote, but they're able to reach out to you. They know who you are. You know, a lot of these people like state central committee, nobody knows who their rep is, but I'm being told that it's, it's supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be that way because they don't want you to know who they are. So you don't have to bother them. And another thing I like about Roy and Ted is that there's this awesome business card I have right here. Cell phone number, email right there. I can call them whenever I want. And they don't just give that to me because I'm interviewing them. They're giving that to everybody they see. That's, that's who we need in office. People like that wanting to work for the people. I'm glad to have Roy on the show. He's also a supporter of not liberalizing our schools, making them go woke. We need to stop this wokeness and nonsense in the school. It's totally, totally unacceptable. It's all about indoctrination and propaganda. We most des <laughs> desperately need to stop this. Most desperately need to stop the wokeness in the schools because it's just propaganda. And then people are getting brainwashed. And then they're talking about, oh, when I get more into detail in some of the stuff they're talking about in the schools, so let's just, and I wanted to get into it with Ray, uh, Roy. I may be able to get into it with uh, Ted. We talked about asking him the same question so it was fair and people could see where they lined up with each other on different issues. But the sexual, the sex, the sex stuff in the schools, it's crazy. Some of the stuff I get handed from parents while I was on the campaign show with Mark and what they're able to lead, read and learn is, is absurd. And I'm glad that he's willing to look into the bill, 616, see who's sponsoring it, and maybe vote for it. But I can tell you that I just informed him on a bill 
that is most likely going to go to a vote while he's in office. And it's going to be a vote to prevent our society or to help our society. So obviously it's good that he knows about this bill. And from what I got from that interview and from got from that question, he plans on voting for that bill. We need to stop the wokeness in the schools. A hundred percent. But like I said, Roy, uh, thank you for coming on. And Ted Penner, his competitor, opponent, friendly opponent. They're probably two of the best candidates I've ever seen work together, honestly. Uh, They both say that if the other one was an incumbent, they wouldn't be running. So whatever that means, I've never seen anybody uh, be this friendly in politics before, but it's good. Let the 82nd District lead the way for how politics should be ran. It, It shouldn't be such a slimy, greasy, dirty game like a lot of people make it out to be. It should be more friendly because what are those two trying to do most of all when they get to office? Preserve and protect the Ohio Constitution and the United States Constitution as long as they can. And so when you're able to do that, you're able to help so many people. So Ted and Roy, they're just trying to help people, and that's good. We need more people willing to help people play the fair game, not be dirty, not be nasty and slimy, make fake posts, talk ill. Now, talking ill for somebody who's doing a bad job or not uh, doing doing the right thing, in my opinion, needs done to politicians. And when I say ill... Calling them a sellout is not being ill. That's just telling it how it is. So we need to tell it how it is. Because politicians need to know who they work for. They don't work for the businesses in defiance. They don't work for the special interest groups. They absolutely work for us. And if they don't think they work for us, then all that goes to their head and they get nothing done. Other than what they need done. And that's most likely benefiting them and their self-interest, which is filling up their pockets. And we're seeing it going on forever. And I know that it kind of seemed like I was phrasing that just because Roy and Ted were running for office that they're good people. No, I don't mean that. I am naive, but I'm not that naive. I'm saying that I've never seen anything like this before when it comes to two people running in a camp political campaign. I mean, just with, uh, me being part of the Republican primary campaign with the Senate, it, it was it was bad. Uh, towards the beginning, it wasn't as bad as it is as it was towards the end, obviously, which most likely happens. But you would have people like Bertie Moreno, uh, Jane Timken, J.D. Vance, uh, Mike Gibbons was here here, but Josh Mandel for sure would literally talk to you to your face like you were the best thing since sliced bread, but then talk negatively to you behind your back. It's, it's absurd. Uh, there's a lot of fakeness in politics. I can tell you that Mike Gibbons, not a fake guy. I believe he's pretty straightforward. Uh, Neil Patel, not a fake guy, pretty straightforward. I, I had the great privilege of getting to know every single one of them candidates very, very well. And it's been a great honor because I've learned so much from that. Absolutely so much. But like I said, we're getting on Roy Pen- or Ted Penner Thursday. 
I will put out the time when that episode will be released. It most likely will be released at noon. So hopefully a lot of people that are at work can go ahead and watch it while they're on lunch break. I'm going to try to do that. So uh, maybe get the viewers up a little bit there. Uh, Obviously, you can watch this anytime. It's not just live. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. That's where we have our platforms. So we'll be moving on to the uh, fourth thing. And it's, it's not really political. I mean, it is, but it's not. But it's just for me to maybe explain a better... A bit, have a better view for you people who are not understanding my constant nag at globalism. Because I know that, I believe I said that we're not fighting Republicans, Democrats anymore. We're literally fighting globalists. I know that it was kind of shaky when I said it because I didn't know if it was fully, fully true. You know, it was uh, when I thought that, I mean, obviously we're still fighting Democrats, but Democrats aren't really Democrats anymore. Uh, Obviously, I wasn't around when Democrats were good. Let's just say JFK. But, you know, you can do reading and and watch some shows. Now, not saying you're getting the best information, but you can do a lot of reading and you can learn about how these leaders acted. For instance, JFK wanted to destroy the CIA, split it into a thousand wins, a million wins, I believe. Not the correct quote, but... Something like that. You think you think the Democrat Party would have anything to say about that? And now in today's world, no, they want to give it four hundred more billion dollars to uh, spy on us and commit treason. So the globalist is my is our biggest threat, in my opinion. Not China. Not Russia. Absolutely not Russia. Russia has a third third world military. Military. Now I got this information from somebody I did not fact check, but it was somebody that's a war fighter pilot, and he's running for uh, he's running for office in the 13th district. His name's Max Miller. He's endorsed by Trump, so I'm pretty sure he has some pretty pretty good information. I would have to say. So Max, I haven't fact checked you on this, but from him telling me. We have, or, or Russia has no way to fight and fly at night. Their technology does not allow it. They don't have the night vision. They don't have the tools to fight and fly at night. Or fly at night is different, but fight and fly at the same time. That's crazy. 2022, and he can't, we, Russia can't fight at night with airplanes, and we're, and we're so scared of them, thinking that there's some powerhouse that can take over the whole world. It's absolutely crazy. And again, I'm not saying Russia is good. No, not at all. So all the people who think I've been praising Russia, this whole Ukraine-Russia collusion, we'll call it, I wasn't. I wasn't praising any of those godforsaken countries. Ukraine is corrupt, has so many ties to the Biden family that was literally being, that was literally being released as the election was going on but it was also being stopped from being released. So a lot of people weren't able to get the information in time. The Hunter Biden laptop, all this stuff, the Russian dossier comes from Ukraine. But yet, we're supposed to just, yeah, do everything we can for Ukraine. Save Ukraine. 
Now, I'm not saying saving innocent lives is not okay. No, it's absolutely okay. But think of all the innocent lives that are dying every single day here in this great nation, America. Every single day we have people drop over homeless. People drop over from opioids. People not able to buy any food or feed their families. People are suffering in our country. People are literally suffering. You literally see it every day. Just go to the grocery store and look at some people's faces now that they're not wearing face diapers. You can actually see the emotion on their face. A lot of people are not smiling. A lot of people are mad that they're there because they have to spend so much money just to eat. It's only a matter of time until people say enough is enough and we're going to turn into savages. In my opinion, I think that's what people want, as in the people in power. They want us to get so, so fed up. They want us to get so broken and, and just wrong that they want us to become savages. Now, obviously, we have some savage in us from our ancestors. Don't think that it can't be broken out of us. You're seeing it today. You're seeing savages all over the southern border. You're seeing savages going to schools and shoot up schools. Massacres. There's savages everywhere. But wait until someone like you has to become a savage because you can't eat. Because you're not prepared. So please get prepared for the unexpected. Or the expected, as some of us say. Because in my opinion... You know, this is my opinion. Now, I'm not creating any type of uh, panic or anything like that. But you need to be prepared. Because what if we run out of food ever? Let's just say we were in a normal period of time. There wasn't a fake war going on or a fake pandemic. And we just so happily ran out of food. How would you get to eat? Would you rely on the government to stack the store shelves to feed you? Or would you be able to go outside and and maybe harvest some chicken eggs from your chicken coop and maybe eat some eggs for a couple days. Do you have a well? Do you have a water access? Do you have a pond? Now, I know everybody in the world can have this, but these are things that you should probably be preparing for. Do I know somebody with a water access? And it's not like you need to have it. Do you know somebody that would let you use it? In my opinion, it's going to get bad. Now, I'm not trying to say this is panic or anything like that, but we need to be prepared for the worst. Absolutely anything can happen at this moment in time. I mean, just look, COVID pandemic, they got us for almost two years and they're still going on. They just made it legal, as I said, or not made it legal, but they let it happen. They gave the go-ahead 21 to 0, voted the CDC to vaccinate infants. I mean, it's crazy. Why? We need to be prepared for the worst. And in my opinion, the worst may be coming. But also, too, as Trump said, the best is yet to come. I still believe in that. In my opinion, the best is yet to come as well. But there's no reason to have a little bit of doom and gloom and prepare for the worst. Because if you're not prepared, then you're most likely dead. Try not eating for a couple days. See how that goes. Try not having any water for a couple days. See how that goes. We need to be prepared. But like I've said before, and I will say it again, the best is yet to come. So Ben Stiller is known for his work in Hollywood, in my opinion. Now, he could be doing some other stuff. 
But right around 90 95% of the people in that Hollywood realm are most likely there because they're trying to brainwash you or control your everyday life and thinking to stretch you farther away from Jesus Christ. That is their main goal because I believe that they are godless people and they believe in Satan. Now, not all those freaks do, but I believe a good number of them do. Now, I believe in Satan too, but I don't worship him. That's the difference. These people actually worship Satan. Now, obviously, I don't have any hard evidence on Mr. Ben Stiller, but him doing what he did, this stunt that he pulled, going to Ukraine to meet it's just, it's crazy. Zelensky is a fraud. Zelensky is an actor as well. They both have that in common, I can tell you. Zelensky also, he also was a part of this whole Biden fraud scheme. And it's crazy and it makes me laugh, but people still think that he's out there fighting on the trenches. He's out there, you know, risking his life for everything. He's not risking anything. If he was on the front lines, most likely he'd probably already be dead because a lot of people that were on the front lines passed away. They perished from what the news is reporting. But again, I don't know how many people are dying there. But what people need to understand about this whole Ukraine and Russia mess is that everything is controlled. So technically, we have no idea what is going on in Ukraine. We have no idea what's going on in Russia because we're not there. But I don't trust Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, pencil neck shift, Ben Stiller to go over there and and speak on my behalf and let and tell me what's going on over there in Ukraine. I would love to figure it out on my own, but I can tell you one thing, a smart man would not her or woman would not go into a war zone. I mean that's just that's just crazy. Imagine flying into Ukraine, when there's fighter jets and everything else flying around, in my opinion, I feel like that's what happens in war zones. And then your your plane just gets shot out of the sky before it's able to land in Ukraine. Now, obviously, there's borders and stuff. You can fly in different ways. You could fly in the back way. I know there's ways around it. I know they can get them in there. But, I mean, it's a war zone. Why would you want to go there? Isn't a FaceTime good enough with Zelensky? No. We had to make the scene. We had to make this big old scene for Ben Stiller's picture and photo opportunity. Oh, yes, it's so bad here. Because I believe also they didn't want just to FaceTime him because, you know, they they want him to act like he's going there or go there just to talk about how bad it is there when technically there might not be a lot going on there. There may be some conflict, but how do we know it is what the propaganda media is talking? I mean, how do we know what it is? How do we know that's what it is? The media is pure propaganda. They did this to us for years in our in our life. They propaganda, they propaganda, propaganda. They do it in 
North Korea. It's absurd, and we need to stop and think a little bit and realize, whoa, this is all a sham. This is all a joke, a lie, a fraud. $40 billion now goes to Ukraine, and I'm pretty sure that's one-third of their whole annual budget for their whole country. That's not even including, that's including military. So here is America, almost $30 trillion in debt, not even almost anymore, $30 trillion in debt, broke, broke, broke. We're being ripped off on trade now. We're being ripped off on everything, as you all know. The borders flooding in, shortages through and throughout, and we are going to send $40 billion to Ukraine. Rob Portman was one of the guys that signed on the red flag laws. I believe he was one of the people that sent money to Ukraine. If I was able to see him, I would call him out for his actions, as many of us should do. But it's pure propaganda. They're trying to make us woke. They're trying to make us basically robots to follow all of this nonsense scheme that they tell us. And in my opinion, like I said, 95% of the people there are just trying to brainwash you, stretch you farther away from Christ. And for example, now I know Hollywood, I mean, a lot of the same people hang out in that area, but Disney World or Disney just came out with this new Lightyear movie. And in my opinion, I was a big Buzz fan back in the day. Obviously, Woody was my my more favorite. I feel like my older brother liked Buzz. So he was usually Buzz. I was Woody. But I still enjoyed Buzz Lightyear. I mean, Tim Allen, come on. Conservative? Two? One of that, the 2% that's, that's not trying to brainwash and control you. Mel Gibson, you're also one of them. Thank you, brother. They went totally woke making the movie and brain to try to brainwash your kids. And then the movie was also banned in many different countries. How many people actually know that? Lightyear was banned in many different countries because of the lesbian gay or lesbian sex or the lesbian kiss scene. And just there's this the wokeness of it. It's it's totally trying to push somebody's agenda onto you. And it's sad because it's a little kid's movie. I mean, come on. How sick and twisted do these people have to be to do everything they can to even brainwash or make a movie that's for kids propaganda? It's sad and it's sick, but it should tell you what these people's motives are. So if you see people doing this in your local school board, run for school board. If you see people, you know, commissioners talking about this, run for commissioner. If you see county central committee people talking about this, run for county central committee. We need to stop this nonsense. It's Total brainwashing. Total brainwashing. No one knows what's going on in Ukraine. Everyone, in my opinion, is lying to us. The news, lying, media, they've always been lying to us. So why wouldn't they lie to us about Russia? Lying. Russia, you know they're lying to us. Why wouldn't they lie? Ukraine, you know they're absolutely lying to us because they lied about our illegitimate president, Joe Biden, Everyone is lying to us. It makes you wonder why these actors and high-dollar people are so concerned about helping out Ukraine, but yet they will never go to Skid Row. 
They'll never go on the street on their own country and look about, oh, how can I help this gentleman? Or how can I help that community? But we'll fly all the way over to Ukraine to make sure that we are sitting with Zelensky, talking to him, giving words of, words of encouragement, and then moving out. It's a total movie scene. I mean, it's just, it's fraud. If people aren't seeing past this, they need to think deeper and they need to pray because this is fraud. And it's, and it's absurd that a lot of people are still going on with it. And it's even more sick that the people who know it's fraud are smiling and going on with it. In my opinion, Ted Cruz, Dan Crenshaw. And we'll be getting to them in a minute. But that's why I know this whole $40 billion is a sham. They're going to ask for more money. I believe they're already starting to ask for more money. It will never end until we have to make it end. We have to make this globalism end because globalists are real and globalism is coming. If you do not believe that, then again, you need to pray, you need to think harder, and you need to do a little bit more research. And trust me, I need to do more research too. But there's nothing wrong with trying to figure out something on your own. Research, 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 and defeat, defeat, defeat globalism. That's our number one threat. Obviously, this was one of the biggest segments of our show, Ukraine, because it's, so, it's such a mess. Like, we shouldn't even be talking about it because it's fake. I don't know the next time I'll bring it up on the show and maybe if something happens, but, you know, it's just, it's, it's very sad that, you know, we have to talk about Russia and Ukraine. All righty, number five. So this is, this is our last segment of the day other than the verse of the day, which I'm sorry I called it the prayer of the day. I was, I was so excited and nervous over my interview. I was ready to listen to it after it was done. But the prayer of the day, or the verse of the day, there I did it again. The verse of the day, uh, Alex Stein, an activist that I've just now heard of and got to know, not not personally, I, I wish, but I've just got to know and follow Alex Stein. And I'm telling you, we need more people like Alex Stein. No matter what party you are, these people need held accountable. And I'm talking about the Republican Party more than the Democrats because the Democrat Party, it's it's calm and it's like it makes sense for them to do what they're doing. I mean, they're literally socialist globalists. After the Big Four came out, and then when Trump got elected, we knew what where their party was heading. They went so far left that they can't come back. That they are stuck in that realm, and hopefully, the Democrat Party will be forever defeated, destroyed however you want to call it, and then hopefully maybe the Republican Party too at some point, and we are just a nation of no parties, no political affiliation, and we live on key principles, and we worship, or not, we worship God, and we, uh, we, we, we hold up the Constitution for what it is, and we, and we preserve it. I hope that's what happens. I'm not a time traveler, so I do not know what's going to happen. <laughs> I do ultimately know what's going to happen at the end of time, though. Ching, ching. Read your Bible. Very important. But they need to be held accountable. Like I've said before, globalism is our biggest threat. And when we have globalists in our own party, that's what is scary. I mean, we need to get these leaders the heck out of office. Sending money to Ukraine, flag laws, red flag laws, and COVID jabs, mandates, etc., those are easy things to call out your Republican officials on. If they've done 
either of those three things, they are allowed to be, boom, gone. Kicked out of office as in you, the people, show up in your district and you do everything you can to primary these people and get them out because they do not deserve to be in office if they're not going to hold to what they swore into office to stand for. A lot of these people, they just go and they're like a noodle. They just, they bend so easily. They need to be the not baked noodle. You know, the noodle you get from the store that if you bend it, it actually breaks, but not being able to break, to be strangled, to be a rod of steel. We need politicians going to our highest place of lawmaking and don't cheat the voters. Don't cheat the citizens like they're doing. You need to get the heck out of office. We can, we have to call them out for that now. As in red flag laws, all of that stuff. You have to call out your, you have to call out your uh, officials, senator, c- congressman, uh, governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state. Just do it. I called out Frank LaRose last year of July 2021 for him not auditing the 2020 election. That vote should have absolutely been audited. Oh, Sam, we did an audit. We did a, you know, you didn't do a forensic audit, Frank. I want the machines audited. And more frankly, I want just paper ballot. I want the machines out of our state. How about that? Let's get rid of these machines. Other countries, they're banned. Why are they not banned here? They need to get rid of them. We need to call these people out. No harm to them. Don't raid, don't destroy them physically, but we need to make them unelectable. The new world order has been planned for years, has been planned for absolute years, and they've been doing it, like I've said, by phases. In my opinion, this is what I believe. You may have different thoughts. Please email them to samuelcmaguire at gmail.com. But we make them unelectable. They might be in the final stages, but we have some really cool clips, what I'm about to show you, of some political activists and patriots calling out these incompetent Congress people, as in Ted Cruz and Dan Crenshaw. Now, Ted Cruz was the first victim, which... He deserved to be the first victim because he's a fraud and a fake and a liar. And quite frankly, he was campaigning to run for president in Ohio for the 2024 election. And this is my theory on that. And a lot of people in politics probably put this together two and two. It's, it's, it's not rocket science. I'm not a genius for this. But he endorsed Josh Mandel for Senate. Ted Cruz got to campaign with Josh Mandel all around the state of Ohio for, I believe, a month, I think he came in. Maybe a little bit less than that. Maybe a couple of weeks. But Toledo, Akron, Springfield, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus, Toledo. He was there. Got to talk to some pretty important key voters in the primary election on Josh Mandel's behalf. It's pretty important stuff if you're a political strategist. So obviously we have to think about Ted Cruz running. 
And then our second victim is victim is Dan Crenshaw. Now, a lot of talk has been out with Dan Crenshaw for months now. You know, ever since COVID happened, you looked at the politicians that were telling you to get the jab and you're like, okay, I kind of understand where you sit on the fence. And then you're looking at the politicians that are doing everything they can not to get the jab or speaking out against it. And then you're like, oh, okay, I see where you're at. And then you look at people talking about auditing election, so on, so forth, red flag laws, you get it. Dan Crenshaw was one of them sad people that voted for red flag laws. Now, where does this stop? I think it stops when people act like Alex Stain here. This guy's political activist, I believe from Texas. There's some more, there was some more video or some more patriots in the video, but the, uh, the main one that he did by himself, and you'll hear him talk a lot, is to Ted Cruz. And he's basically calling him a globalist. Now, just, I, I'm sorry I can't play the clip for you to watch it. You can go on Twitter at Alex Stein, hashtag 99, or just at Alex Stein 99 and watch it on there. But I will play you the audio. Now, just please listen to how Alex Stein handles this, and he handles it very professionally in the right way. And honestly, if it was 100 years ago, it'd be handled a lot different. But congrats, well done, Alex Stein. We're ready to listen. Play clip, please. If you care about America, why do you do that to your constituents when they're freezing cold? You know, I'm sure you think you're really smart. Oh, really I am bright. smart. Yeah, because you're a globalist. You do more for Ukraine <laughs> than you do for America. You know that? Remember how Trump made you fun know, of your wife you and know, then you God, go become God, best God, friends God with Trump? I know, but why do you do that? You go become best friends with Trump after he makes fun of you and your wife? Why do you do that? I, I understand you don't want well, to defend you're a Texas coward. and you don't want no, to No, see, I do liberty. love America. See, you don't. You care more about the border between uh, Ukraine and Russia than you care about the border between Texas and Mexico. Why is that? Why do you care about that? God bless you. I know, but why? Are you a globalist? You're a globalist, but you know it, Ted. Hey, Teddy, you're a globalist. You're, you're a globalist, Ted. You know that, bud. And that's why you're a coward and a liar. And you know that, and I know that. And that's why you're afraid to stand up for it. When people were freezing and dying, you were in Cancun, Mexico. You remember that? You remember when you're at the all-inclusive buffet while people were freezing? No, but do you remember that, Ted? When everybody was freezing? Remember that when people were dying? What were you doing? Yeah. No, no, like yeah. I got food. I got food. Listen, I'm allowed to talk to the guy. I'm allowed to talk to him. They don't want you to leave. I'm not a Democrat. I didn't put my hand in his face. I'm trying to talk to the guy. Listen, I'm trying to talk to the guy. Okay, so get out of here. Quit acting like this. You guys are the police. Yeah, I understand. They don't want you here, so you have to leave. Okay. Hey. Free speech doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. He's a globalist. Hey, what were you doing while he was in Cancun? What were you doing? What does that mean? Out of what? Out of my mom's womb. What are you talking about? Quilt. Okay. All right. Get the door. Oh, primetime 99. That guy, is he's good. He's good because he's doing it in a proper manner, too. He's not, you know, like I said, destroying him, rioting, looting, you know, being physical towards Ted Cruz. He's basically just sitting right there in Ted Cruz's face at a book signing that Ted Cruz is probably making a bunch of money off of and clawing Ted Cruz a, a globalist, as he should, because that's what Ted Cruz is. And it's cool because we need to keep doing this to other elected officials when they keep doing the same things over and over again. 
You know, Ted Cruz talks out against globalism, but yet he's doing it. It just doesn't make make much sense. But as you heard uh, towards the end of the clip, I was playing it just for this one part I love from Alex Stein. Uh, a cop is basically walking like, basically got his hands on Alex, trying to force him out of the uh, the convention or the book signing thing, whatever they were at. And literally the, uh, the cop is trying to ask uh, Alex, where is he out of? You know, where are you from? He wants to know where he's from. And Alex turns around and says, what do you mean where I'm where I'm out of? Out of my mom's womb. And so I, did, I, I love that. Uh, he ended up finding out where he is from because he said District 12 on his uh, tag. But it, it's just some of these, I, I respect law enforcement, but I don't respect law enforcement that do not, you know, just, it's none of your business where he's from. Because frank, frankly, uh, you don't have, it's not a stop and ID state in te- state of Texas. So here is not Alex Stein. Alex Stein is at this video. I wanted to bring up the best clip for this. And Alex Stein is in the video. You can barely hear him, but there's another activist that's filming Dan. He gets off some really good questions. Uh, you can go to C Campbell based. That is the tweet that is tweeting this one. Uh, and it's just a good video because if you, I, I know you can't see Dan's face, but Dan is smiling the whole time drinking a monster. So uh, it seems like Dan is like not even phased by what's going on because he knows, yeah, I'm a globalist and I'm trying to take over the world with more of these globalists. So uh, if you could, please play clip. Why do you support giving $40 billion to another country in Ukraine? Yeah, gas is $5 here and you're giving Ukraine all this money? And red flag laws too, Dan? That's ridiculous. Hey, Dan, why are you on the World Economic Forum, Young Global Leaders? World Economic Forum, Young Global Leader. Dan, what's Klaus Schwab's number? You got Klaus Schwab's number? Klaus Schwab's number, Dan. Hey, Dan, World Economic Forum, Young Global Leader. Hey, Dan, Dan, how are they? Dan, what's better, Aspen or Davos? Hey, Dan, Dan, how's Davos? Nice mountains there, Dan? You like Klaus Schwab? Hey, is Klaus Schwab your grandpa, Dan? Do you have Thanksgiving dinner at his house, Dan? Hey, Dan, does Santa Claus give you presents on Christmas, Dan? What are you doing, Charles Barkley? Move! Trying to box. Dan, Klaus Schwab is literally your daddy. Take it easy. Dude, he just sold us out. Why are you defending this guy? You have a right to voice your opinion, but not to be... Beat people. I didn't push nobody. That was another tall guy named Alex. Guys, look up the World Economic Forum. Dan Crenshaw is a sellout. Just because he has R by his name does not make him a good person. Vote against him, We vote against Dan. Wake up. Dan is a fraud. Dan is a fraud. Right there, you got it. Uh, and and, the, and those people are pretty passionate people, wouldn't you say? They're mad. They have every right to be. This convention, wherever they're at, it's it's pretty crazy because there's multiple people just looking and they, they're clueless. They don't know what's going on. But a lot of these people here are very active and politically involved people. And it seems like they just don't know that Dan Crenshaw voted for red flag laws and then voted to send $40 billion, with the B, billion dollars to Ukraine. It's, it's pretty absurd. But I, I hope you guys enjoyed those two clips. You can go find them on Twitter. They are out there. Uh, we just got to defeat globalism. 
that's a big thing that's going to be talked about on the show. Globalism is our biggest and and most threat. I mean, it, it, it's the it's the most biggest threat. Absolutely. All right, so we'll be moving on to the verse of the day. We're going to be uh, going into Revelations uh, chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. So that is in the book of Revelations chapter 1, verse 8. It's very important, like I always say, to want to know the Word of God and want to bring people to Jesus Christ because that's a big, big goal in our in our show and the things that I do throughout life is we need to get people back to Jesus Christ because once you get that moral compass of yourself and you realize what your purpose is in life, you're an unstoppable force of good. And we need more of that in today's world. And I hope we will be able to get more of that very, very soon because it's most desperately needed, most desperately. Just go ahead and a quick uh, peek at what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. A new photo has been released from the Uvalde police with ballistic shields in the hallway of the school, timestamped 1204. The officers were ordered to stand down by the police chief, Airfredo. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. So I know there was a big, big, big controversial call to hold the uh, police force before they engaged with the shooter at the Uvalde, uh, Texas shooting. And it seems like they were right. It seems like they waited almost 58 minutes and we'll be talking about exactly what happened in that situation. But it looks like 50 minutes before they engaged with the shooter uh, pretty, pretty gut-wrenching stuff. I can tell you guys, I, I believe I talked about this before. Uh, if someone's life was in danger, if someone was in need, especially kids in a school trapped, being torturized by a shooter, I would do everything I can to risk my life to get in there. And the sad thing is these, these, uh, police officers had ballistic shields. I mean, these are like, Back in the Viking days, you know, when they had those shields, uh, these are like, you know, times 50 what they were. You know, these could probably maybe stop a 223 round maybe more. I mean, they were, they had to have stopped a 223 round because I believe that's what he was using or a 223. But we need to understand that when when you wear that badge, when you're a public servant, you, you just do risks that are needed that you swear an oath to do and... It, it's kind of sad that it happened the way it did because, again, I, I, I try to be a staunch supporter of law enforcement, but when you get kicked out of school board meetings for wearing a face for not wearing a face diaper and then, you know, stuff like this happens, it, it, you know, people need to be held accountable. People absolutely need to be held accountable, and I hope this police chief is held accountable. If we get the news correct, which, you know, I believe it's all out and timestamps were made and cameras were or, uh, footage footage was released. Thank you guys so much for listening. I look forward to bringing you more news, content, interviews, and talk shows. Obviously, talk shows is something new I'll be talking about on the show. And that's when a special Saturday I will bring on somebody in, in a part of my life, whether they have to be politically related or not. 
I'm going to pull them on the show to talk about everyday things, real life situations, whether they uh, are involved in politics, what they know about what's going on in Ukraine, what they know about the COVID shot, just, you know, anything, anything, maybe what they did last week. We're just going to have some fun on Saturday nights. I believe we're going to be airing that around eight o'clock on Saturdays for a special guest on the Samuel McGuire show. It won't be an interview. It'll be more of like a, you know, a talk. We're going to be talking back and forth. Not a lot of news like this, but you know, like I said, talk shows, you get the point. All right, stop talking, Sam. So guys, thank you so much. Please check out our website, redfutureradio.com. Uh, my social media is Samuel C. McGuire. You can look up Facebook, Twitter, True Social, Instagram, Getter, Parlor, Telegram, TikTok. My email is Samuel C. McGuire at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, things you need me to talk about, email me, please. If you want to interview, email. Thank you so much. God bless. This is The Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio. 